The information provided in this podcast is for information and educational purposes only. It is important you seek advice and diagnostics from your chosen medical professional for you and your family, or your chosen veterinarian for your pets. Empower yourself to become educated and control your destiny. Hi, I'm Jan Sattler, the Savvy Seenager. I'm a wellness advocate for people and pets and a business coach for selected entrepreneurs. Today, my life is full of family, friends, a horse, dogs and cats, art, yoga, gardening, music, and whatever needs to be explored and shared with others like you, so you too can live the active lifestyle during your senior years. Like who said the number was a factor in life anyway? Last week, we looked at the main concerns seniors face. Heart disease was the number one. Now this week, we'll look at heart disease more closely and explore strategies that we can perhaps incorporate into our daily lives. The Canadian Heart and Stroke Foundation notes that about 9 out of 10 Canadians have at least one risk factor for heart disease and stroke. So exactly what is heart disease? Heart disease refers to a group of conditions that affect the structure or the functions of the heart, and there are many root causes. Now, it's not all doom and gloom. The good news is that almost 80% of premature heart disease and stroke can actually be prevented by making healthy choices. So let's look at the risk factors that increase heart disease. The first one is poor diet. You are what you eat is once again the main message. A diet of processed foods and high-sodium foods and sugary drinks will greatly increase our risks of heart disease. In many cases, this poor diet will of this poor diet choice rather will also contribute to weight gain, even obesity, and both relate directly to heart disease. Then we come to smoking and vaping. Both will increase the chances of developing a cardiovascular disease one way or the other, including heart disease and stroke. The smoke and the vapors inhale directly affect the vessels that supply blood to the heart and other critical organs in your body. It reduces the oxygen in the blood and damages the blood vessel walls. Then we have stress. Well, we all experience stress differently and react to it differently. Now, when people are stressed, it can cause things like high blood pressure, People will turn around and they'll reach for cigarettes or perhaps start doing some um, compulsive eating. And all of that may increase the risk of heart, heart disease. Some may drink excessively to control their chronic stress. Now, the downside is that these habits can increase blood pressure and may damage the artery walls. Now, we do have some ways to prevent heart disease. There are five ways that we can prevent it. And if we start now, we have pretty good, pretty good um, way of, of getting our heart to be healthy. Remember that 80%. 80% it can be prevented. So if you have any current health issues, be sure to contact your chosen healthcare professional before doing a complete diet change. So number one, we need to eat a balanced diet. Well, that makes sense, right? We need to eat more fruits and veggies to get our vitamins and our minerals and fiber to control the cholesterol levels and to get energized. 
Leafy greens like kale and spinach and collard greens are a really great source of vitamin K, which helps protect the arteries and promote proper blood clotting. Now, there are numerous studies that suggest a positive association between taking vitamin and mineral supplements and heart disease prevention. Multivitamins and minerals taken in appropriate doses may aid in lowering heart disease. A well-sourced supplement can't make up for healthy eating habits. And that's the thing. But sometimes people who are even eating properly could really benefit from a good supplement. Coenzyme Q10 is similar to a vitamin. It is found in every cell of the body. In fact, our bodies, it actually makes CoQ10. And our cells use it to produce energy for cellular growth and maintenance. It's also an antioxidant, and that protects the body from damage caused by harmful molecules. While the CoQ10 is available in small amounts in the food we eat, it is particularly high in organ meats like liver and kidney and heart, as well as beef and soy oil, sardines, mackerel, salmon, and peanuts. And the enzymes of the CoQ10 help protect the heart and the skeletal muscles. But I ask, how many people really eat liver? I know I can't stand the smell of it. And how many of us eat kidneys? Oh, some of us eat kidney, you know, kidney and steak pie and heart. Like, you know, I know it's not on a lot of menus that I've seen. Then we have the omega-3, the polyunsaturated fatty acids that are found in oils from certain types of fish and veggies and other plant sources. Now, the body does not make omega-3 on its own, so we need to digest it from food or carefully selected supplements. And together with exercise, it'll actually help lower the, tri the triglyceride levels in the blood. Magnesium is really important too, because when our ma the magnesium in our body is low, it can be a sign of heart disease. And research has revealed that. Low magnesium has been linked with cardiovascular risk factors such as high blood pressure, arterial plaque buildup, calcification of soft tissues, cholesterol, and hardening of the arteries. So magnesium supplements, well-chosen ones, come in many forms and mineral combinations. Now my choice is one that also includes calcium and it's from a really good safe source. Now the other thing too is taking an Epsom salt bath or a foot soak is also a good source for magnesium intake. But you need to check with your medical professional before taking magnesium, magnesium rather, particularly if you have any kidney issues. L-carnitine rather is an amino acid needed to support fats into the mitochondria. That's the place where the cell, where the fats are turned into energy. And this projection of energy is needed for normal heart function. Green tea has been enjoyed by millions for centuries for treating high cholesterol. I love a good cup of green tea. I'm not sure about you, but I just love it. Did you know that three cups a day has been shown to lower the total cholesterol and LDL cholesterol levels according to several preliminary and controlled trials? I knew it was good for something. <laughs> now, garlic is not just for cooking. The garlic supplements have been used for the possibility of treating high blood pressure and coronary artery disease. Now, there is a caution, though, because 
Uh, the garlic supplements can affect blood clotting and may increase your risk of bleeding. So if you're going to be needing surgery, dental work, or perhaps a medical procedure of some sort, you may want to stop taking that garlic at least about two weeks prior to the event. Fennel. How many of you like licorice? Well, if you like licorice, you'll really love fennel. It's, a, it's an herb and it's also an essential oil. And did you know that it really contains a lot of fiber? Now, the fiber is really good for us because it decreases the risk of heart disease as it helps reduce the total amount of cholesterol in the blood. So what should we avoid? Well, we should avoid ingesting ex excess choline, which is in meat, eggs, and milk. The reason being, it raises the levels of a, of a bacterial-produced compound. And this compound is called trimethylamine, N-oxide, otherwise known as TMAO, and the tendency of the platelets to clump together and form clots. Blood clotting limits or blocks the blood flow, which can cause heart attack, stroke, or damage to the organs in the body, or even death. Numerous studies have shown that higher levels of TMAO are associated with a greater risk of heart disease, including heart attacks and strokes in humans, and there have been recent studies shown that feeding animals a choline-supplemented diet can also raise their risk of clotting. So the key before taking supplements is this. You really want to know what the source is, and you want to know that the supplements are safe. But yet, not all supplements are safe. Always tell your doctor what supplements you are taking, what the ingredients are in the supplements, and who the manufacturer is. They should be fully labeled. Uh, this is especially important for women who are pregnant and or breastfeeding. Like conventional medicines that are synthetic, the natural supplements may cause side effects, they could trigger allergic reactions, or even interact with prescription and even other non-prescription medications, which could make the situation worse. So many of the dietary supplements on the market are not standardized, nor are they approved by Health Canada. They even differ from brand to brand. So the ones that you buy in the grocery store or the ones that you buy in the health food store may not be the ones that were used in the research. In June of 2020, I celebrated a milestone birthday. People who guessed my age, well, they have me younger than my two adult sons. Click on the link in the podcast description and I'll gladly share the five ways I've been supporting my healthy heart. And this allows me to ride my horse three to four times a week and do all the things I love, like keeping up with my little granddaughter. The other thing that we want to include in our diet are whole grains. They reduce the unwanted cholesterol and decrease the risk of heart disease by including such whole grains as brown rice, oats, rye, and barley because they're very high in fiber. Now fatty fish and fish oils such as salmon, mackerel, tuna, and sardines, they're full of omega-3 fatty acids and the heart loves that because it helps maintain its optimal performance. Now, if you don't enjoy seafood, try an omega-3 supplement, but be sure to look at the ingredients and know the source. Exercise. 
Well, you know, we don't need an expensive gym membership for this. Do you have a swimming pool or perhaps live at a cottage where there's a nice lakefront where you can swim? What about biking and light aerobics rather, and even yoga? They're all good choices for a healthy heart. As people age, we naturally lose our body mass and our bone density, and we get those what we call those those bat wings in our in our arms. Now, this will make getting around a little bit more difficult as we age, and lower impact exercises like walking and yoga can really help strengthen those muscles, including the heart. Yoga isn't just about stretching. There's some really good positions in there that can really help you build strength and build your core. The Canadian Society for Exercise Activity Guidelines recommends adults over the age of 65 should do at least 115 minutes of moderate to vigorous physical activity per week in spurts of about 10 minutes or more to improve their health. Now, during your annual checkup, you should consult with your your healthcare professional before starting an exercise routine, especially if you already have some health issues. The main thing that we need to do though, one of them again, is to kick stress to the curb. There are many ways to reduce stress and since we all experience stress differently, one method that will work for you may not work for your spouse. You'll need to explore the different methods to find out which one works for you. Now, some people find that reading a good book reduces stress. Here's an interesting fact. Did you know that reading for as little as six minutes can reduce stress levels by 60%? Yes, that's 60%. And it slows the heart rate. It eases the tight muscles around your shoulders and neck. And as our mind gets focused on the book, it starts to relax. Now, I do yoga in the morning and I meditate and I use... uh, carefully selected and safe essential oils to help me with my with my uh, stress. I love to garden and and I really just love to ride my horse. So most importantly, the whole thing is get six to eight hours of good sleep per night to allow your body time to recover and recuperate. It's really important that you get that good six to eight hours of sleep. And yes, it's okay to take a nap. Take a nap, a, a 15 to 20 minute nap between the hours of 12 and 4 every day. It will really make a difference. The other thing is that we need to quit smoking or vaping. And as soon as you quit smoking, the risk of heart disease begins to decrease. And for many, it continues to decrease over time. There are many ways to stop smoking. Patches, hypnotism, and more. And all require the mindset and the willpower to succeed. According to Statistics Canada, Heart disease is one of the leading causes of death for Canadian seniors. I know I don't want to be a statistic, do you? The good news is you can make lifestyle choices. These lifestyle choices can maintain a healthy heart or improve one that perhaps needs a little tender loving care, like mine did. In June of 2020, I celebrated a milestone birthday. People have been guessing my age and they've been pegging me younger than my two adult sons. This is making me feel really great, but it just proves once again that age is just a number. Click on the link in the podcast description or hop on over to my website at www.jansattler.com and check out the blog, Five Ways to Support a Healthy Heart. I'll gladly share the five ways I've been supporting my healthy heart 
that allows me to ride my horse three to four times a week and do all the things that I love doing, especially keeping up with my little granddaughter. Join me next week when we discuss strategies for dealing with arthritis. Until then, this is Jan Sattler saying, stay healthy and keep on living.